Oh, you bet your sweet ass we're listening to Les Miserables. Less miserables? Miserable lesbians? What is it? Les Miserables? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what we're listening to today. You're welcome. At the end of this, we're like, man, we need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in forever. You're welcome. Just shoot me a text when you watch it again after uh, I reminded you how fun of a movie this is. I know I'm, li- yeah, so I'm listening to the soundtrack for Les Miserables, Less Miserables. I don't know how to say it. Les Mis is what I usually say. Yeah, we're listening to the one with Hugh Jackman and stuff. So for all you, uh, I, I, I just like the original better. Well, then go listen to that one. But this is the one I like. So that's why we're listening to it. I just, Jean Valjean was supposed to be, uh, yeah, well, that's how you made him. You think I wanted Archie and Jughead to all of a sudden be these, like, overly dramatic douchebags on some Netflix show? Man, those were my heart and soul growing up. I have more Archie and Jughead comics than you would, than I'd be embarrassed for you to see. But I'll tell you I have a lot, but if you saw it, I'd be embarrassed. Those were my lives. Those people are almost real, you know? Because for so long... I would just read them when I was going to bed at night. I mean, my freaking friends would, we'd have sleepovers and we'd all just grab different ones and read it and laugh and you'd hear each other laughing from wherever you were. And uh, I just personified onto those drawings for so damn long. They like felt like, like I remember the last time I read one, I started going through it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I haven't been here in forever, you know? And then I, one one day I'm scrolling on Netflix and I see a show called Riverdale and I see and I look at it and it says like the name Archie or Jughead and I was like Haley, oh my God, holy shit! They made a TV show for Archie and Jughead. We gotta check it out. I made it about five minutes. No, that's not true. Ten. Anyways, I was super disappointed in what I saw because I figured out what was going on. And now there's a whole generation of kids who are gonna act like they like Archie and Jughead and. It's just going to be so weird, their perception of these drawings. Well, I guess they're not drawings. These actors, freaking the kid from Big Daddy is now going to play uh, Jughead, and he's like emotional and moody, not just hungry and goofy. It's weird how that happens. They just take something from your childhood, completely change it, and then give it to uh, your children, the next children. My kid's not old enough. Hopefully Riverdale will be long gone before my kid grows up he just likes watching uh pictures that move pretty and stuff and jumping up and down and playing with his little bookie i'm sorry i'm I'm moving slow so um let's see i got i got a bunch of stuff we can talk about today so i have the first thing i saw was monday fun day and i don't even remember oh yeah it was this last monday was the last monday uh this summer's monday has been kind of like Haley and i's family day with the baby and everything and uh this was the last one we got next monday she'll be teaching again so we spent the day together with our little family here in sherman and it was so great uh my weight i'm down to 177 pounds the last time i weighed that was probably sometime after meeting Haley when i started gaining weight i weighed like 175 when i met Haley. And then when I decided to lose weight, I was at 215. That Well, let me rephrase that. Every time I decide to lose weight is when it gets around 200. But this time, man, I'm down to 177. And I want to I get down a little bit more. 
I don't want to stay there. The good news is, as I'm getting older, everything I eat that's bad for me makes me feel horrible and I hate it. That doesn't mean I'm making amazing choices all the time. But if you go a handful of days of just being extra annoying healthy and you start to feel better, it's not even that like uh, you like that more. It's just as soon as, as soon as you try to make the bad decisions for your health, you feel it like a, it packs a punch. So, yeah, let's see what else. Okay, so yeah, the last podcast, episode 20, I was talking about how I might have had some food poisoning and stuff. Well, let me tell you, I still don't know what it was, but I threw up so much. It was so gross. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was terrible. Um, got all over the bathroom, all over me. I, I aimed at the toilet, but the spread was so wide, it was getting everywhere. Hold on, let's listen. Beautiful. Him and I'd be back beneath the lash upon the rack. So beautiful. These melodies, man. So I figured out. I feel my shame Oh, son of a bitch. So I I was trying to put together like a word a phrasing in my head to describe the the music on my new album. Because I'm trying something new. You know, I'm trying to stretch myself as a musician. And I had it. I had like the phrase. Because sometimes you have to just have this bullshit written out. So when you do like an interview or they want to do a write-up of your album or something, they want to quote or something. And, I, and you got to think of these things. And uh, I wish I could just answer it on I wish they could just say what they could at, call and ask and I could give them a lot of long run-on sentences and then they could figure out how to make it work. But a lot of times you just have to email it in or something. But if I remember it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The, how I sum up the sound. Um, from the world of Jean Valjean. Uh. Jean Valjean is nothing now. Another story must begin. Woo! Ah. Uh. Listen to that. It's beautiful, right? God, sounds are amazing. I get why people don't like musicals, and let me tell you, most of them suck, but listen to this music. Tell me that doesn't feel good on your heart. Man, I love melodies and chord progressions and tones and sounds and rhythms, and they're just a lot of them in musicals. And how they piece them together and use the motifs, it's just all so beautiful. So, I like some of them. What other ones do you like, Johnny? I'll tell you. Moulin Rouge? I like this one. This is a good motif. So, um... What the hell? Uh, yeah, Moulin Rouge, Chicago... Uh, Wicked's pretty good. West Side Story... Um... What else? I don't like Grease. I do not enjoy that one. I haven't seen Rent yet. Uh, Razia Shadow, man. I forgive Durden. It's just an album, but it's a musical. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Go listen to it. This music's so awesome. It's probably a little bit loud. 
So uh, I went to this new coffee shop in Sherman, and I'm not going to name it because I'll just feel bad because I'm about to take a dump on it, but I'm just kidding. It was great. The, the coffee tasted fine. The people were nice, but let me tell you something. It looked exactly like a coffee shop on Instagram in person, like to the point that it felt really weird just having my eyes open. I was uh, standing there. Haley was in front of me. She was ordering her drink, and I was just looking around. And I was. It was uh, the colors. It was like a filter was on in real life in there. And I was like, ah, it's just so much. It's, and everything looked perfectly organized. Like everything in the background. And you know, you can picture it. Close your eyes and imagine a hipster coffee shop. Yep, that's the one I was at. So here's my thought. The coffee was great, but why does it seem like that? You have to present your coffee exactly the same as everyone else. Where's the art in that? Where's the fun in that? I feel like a lot of things are going that way with social media. There's kind of, this is how things are supposed to look online. So you got to make it look like that in real life. So when people are taking pictures, it shows up a certain way or whatever. But it's kind of all having just a certain look to it. So is it not weird to you that you can go to 10 different... Okay, you're an individual and you go, man, I have a passion and a dream in my life to just run a coffee shop, get to know the locals in my neighbor in my neighborhood that come to just get something to drink or they need a place to just spend. And I can just hone my craft and do my, my passion and interact with these people. And, and maybe you, that's not even as much of it. It's just you're straight. It's all about the beans and the process and the grinding and the, I don't know enough of the words to explain what they do, but the making of it is like just your obsession. Uh, and, and that's awesome. So why does it seem like once everyone gets there, they go, so now I got to make my storefront. And I feel like if it was me, I'd have a blast going, now what do I want this place to be like? How do I want it to feel? This hangout I'm going to make. It's also part of my delivery. I'm honing my craft. I, I, I know everything about these beans and the time that went into where I got them and uh, the time it took to grind them and the temperature and there's this entire art and now when you come I want to create the atmosphere in which you receive it that is so cool like I think it'd be incredible if I could write an album and when I give it to you there's an actual setting that you sit in to uh partake in the consuming of what I've created why is it that every coffee shop makes it look exactly the same where's the fun in that is that like the uh that's the the way you're supposed to consume coffee now, all the coffee gurus got together and they said, yep, the building needs to have a wooden or cement floors, preferably wooden floors with cement walls if possible. Most things need to be made out of wood um, shelves. There is going to be no casings. They need to just hang from the wall like they're floating there. Uh, yes, everything on those shelves we do not use. They stay there and look perfect. Um, it needs to be white and black a lot. The one splash of color, that's going to be the color of our brand. And every coffee shop has merch now. When me and Haley went there, I was like, you want to get some merch? It's like, yeah, I need a, I need a, what is it called? I don't even know the words. That's how bad I am at coffee. Uh, what's that weird glass with the handle in it? It's in, it's on Monica's kitchen and friends a lot. Oh, gosh, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, this is driving some of you crazy. 
Oh my gosh, what's it called? I knew what those things are called. Some kind of filter. You put paper in the top and you pour it in there. Let me tell you this. I appreciate the hell out of good coffee. I have some friends that got really into it and they made sure I tasted what good coffee is. And boy, it actually really ruins bad coffee for you because once you've tasted how good it can get when you taste the bad, what they would call the bad coffee, um, it really is a bummer. And let me just tell you, I have so many times been like, but I don't need it. I get, and you just go to your regular, whatever coffee you get, you get the cheap stuff and you're like, this tastes just fine to me. Go back and get the good coffee again. And then you go, oh my God. Yeah, this is so much better. Just, but why does it have to look the same? Why does where I'm sitting have to look exactly like every other? I have traveled this country with my band and gone to some of the hippest, most random in the middle of nowhere coffee shops you've ever seen. And they all felt exactly the same on the inside. The building's a little bit differently. And some of them might have like a nitro brew or like a, a press uh, and the, whatever that big thing is in the background where they're like, yeah, we, we roast our own here or we do our own shit here. There's a way to be a little bit better than everyone else. Do more stuff in, in house. But no matter what, it's going to be white. It's going to be gray. It's going to be uh, black. And there'll be the one color that is their theme. And then um, the dining utensils will be visible. There's usually a cool wooden place where you can get your water in a glass. And then uh, you put your own dishes away now. Um which is great. I don't mind that at all, but there's that spot. And yeah, I, w- I told I told Haley that uh, when we went to the coffee shop, we were getting ready to leave. I said, I felt like if we stayed in there any longer, someone was going to ask us to come to church. That pause was for you to laugh. No, if it wasn't funny, it's okay. But no, it wasn't supposed to be funny. Like legitimately, there was a family staring at us and I was like, man, we got to get out of here before they start trying to Find out more about us. And, oh, where are you from? That's so awesome. I, there's also 100% chance that the hippest church in Sherman has something to do with this coffee shop. They're connected somehow. There's a 100% chance that there's a connection there. And uh, that unoriginality of it just really bums me out because it tastes great. But I just felt like somebody... The, it's too much of a template, man. And it's just weird to me that you would that people can be that much obsessed with an art form, but then the way in which they present it is so just like a freaking Instagram filter. I don't know. I've probably spent too much time on that. Let's listen to freaking Anne Hathaway. Is it sexist that guys don't win Academy Awards for musicals, or at least since I've been paying attention to them, which is like five years, maybe? Um, there hasn't even been a lot. Maybe I've been paying attention to them a little bit longer. But I know Hugh Jackman, uh, he got nominated for this and didn't win. He actually, that was the year The Artist came out. I kind of get that. If you saw The Artist, the, the man who won in that was incredible, and he deserves me mentioning his name. So I'm going to open up the IMDb app and tell you because... He does, does all of it. But I mean, Hugh Jackman freaking slays it in uh, Les Mis, and he didn't win. And then, but Anne Hathaway won, and she's in it for like 15 minutes. Um, let's see. Jean Dujardin, J E A N space D U J A R D I N. That is the name of the guy and the artist who won the Academy Award. Anyways, uh, yeah, and then um, 
La La Land, Ryan Gosling and Emma Watson get nominated. Ryan Gosling spent like an hour a day for X amount of time learning all this. I'm sure the audio we're listening to in that movie is not him playing the piano. I actually know that almost for 100% fact. Um, because on the soundtrack, it doesn't reference him except unless he's singing. But um, and so I'd assume that's about as far as I'm going to look into that. But um, I know that he spent a lot of time learning them, so they didn't have to like his hands when they're showing them in the movies. They wanted to use his hands, and he's a musician. I mean, his band Dead Man's Bones—they're awesome—and he plays the piano. So I'm sure, but still, like he spent a, a shit ton of time trying to make sure he looked like he was playing some of those piano parts, which are insane. And then he's got a wonderful voice. He's singing and dancing his ass all over the place. He gets nominated, and then he doesn't win either. And guess what? Emma Stone won. So it feels a little weird that these guys don't get taken seriously when they're uh, like dancing, singing, playing, freaking renaissance manning it across the stage for our entertainment. When I saw La La Land, I was so blown away. I wanted to write Ryan Gosling a letter and just say, you became art on a screen and I watched just the funnest um, entertaining thing I'd seen in a long time. But I don't have his email address or address, so I didn't write him. I like counter melodies, and that's what was just happening in this song. Um, I'm from the gutter too. Something like that, right? God dang it, this music, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? I didn't mean to go off on the coffee that hard. Um... <sighs> Monday, fun day, my weight, food poisoning. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about movies for a second. Now that I have a child, I assume I'm going to be looking at everything differently with that new angle. It's like a uh, life is like a shape. And every time you have a new life experience, it adds a new angle in which you can look at things through. That's what I'm realizing as I get older. Anywho. Um, so I'm noticing most kids' movies, the kid always knows what's right and what he's supposed to do. The parents are ignorant to the situation or to the cause. They are trying to talk the kid out of it. Um, there's someone who tells the kid, no, follow your heart, do what you need to do. Everything turns out perfect for the kid in the end. The parents come around, tell them they're wrong. And I just don't know if that's the lesson that I want my kid to be learning as he's growing up. Where's the movies where the parents are like, bro, just do whatever you want. I love you, man. You're a freaking human and you're a part of me, like me and your mom. We, we came together and now you're here and yet you're a soul and an individual. And I just, as long as you're here, I want to make sure this is just the, just the funnest time. I want you to learn. I want you to have empathy. I want you to have love. I want you to be loved. I just want you to do what you want to do, man. So tell me what sounds fun today and how can I just make that happen for you? That's what I want to do, man. And uh, I feel like there's not enough movies. Where's the movie where the parents do that? And then the kid just has a whole another kind of adventure, but where instead of feeling like he's alone, he's got parents who love him that are just like, and maybe he's like, I kind of want to do this on my own though. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I just, I would love, nothing more than to do this with you but i understand but just know you have my support like it's not even that it's they're always at the end like oh my god you knew all along child i'm such a dumb parent 
So here's where I think that is a problem because I think those movies have been around for a long time. I think they were around when I was a kid. And I'm realizing that I probably made things a lot harder on myself growing up because I had parents that wanted to support me. I legitimately texted my mom once, how am I ever going to be an artist if you keep supporting me like this? I was trying to make her laugh, but it's so true that um, I think because of the input I took in growing up, it seemed like you were supposed to kind of go it alone and make something happen, whether your parents were on board or not. And my parents were on board, but I still kind of separated myself from them thinking they just didn't get it, even though I don't think they cared to get it. They were like, we just want to help. You know, I think there needs to be more movies like that. So how do we make them? Or, or maybe they shouldn't be movies. Maybe they should be Netflix series, you know? When is it an accent and when is it just saying a word wrong? You know what I mean? I just feel like, I feel like we get made fun of or I get made fun of for stumbling over a word incorrectly. Yet freaking Adele says thank you with an F and no one bats an eye at it. Also, Adele, don't think I didn't notice that you can say the word this. I don't freaking get it. This is so wonderful. Thank you. What happened? Make the same sound you made a second ago, you're going to make again at the beginning of this word. So like this, just do the th do that at the beginning of, instead of thank you, say thank. It's the same thing. That's lazy parenting. No, I'm just kidding. But I just don't understand why, um, wh when is it the word correctly and when is it an accent? And for all those uh, vocabulary police out there that want to correct people, how do you decide? How do you, what, well, I don't think you decide. I think you just constantly want to correct because you know the correct version and it just bothers you if people don't or whatever. Some of those weird OCD things. You know, people who, if they see a picture crooked, even in someone else's house, they're like, I just have to fix it. It's just literally, it just drives me crazy if I see it wrong. I have so little self-control over how I react to my visual input that if I see something slightly out of place from how I would like it, I have to then go fix it so that everything can feel the way I wanted it and my surroundings. Let me tell you something. People who live like that, probably when they do get it right, oh my God, it's got to be so satisfying. Like when they get the feng shui of a room that they want exactly how they want it, that's probably what's happening in those freaking coffee shops. They're like, it just has to look exactly like this. Why though? Who told you that? And who decides what clothes are everywhere? Who does that? Who picks that this is what you will be wearing these days? You know, like everyone's going to wear, we're just going to fill every Target, Walmart, Forever 21, every store with rompers until every girl's wearing a romper and then there's nothing you can do about it. I just don't, who gets to make that decision? If it, How do you buy clothes someone else made and feel like you're expressing your individuality? I would love to learn how to make clothes. I, want, I really want to try. I don't want to stress about what kid had to make my shirt. I, I would like to know that that kid was me. I made it, you know? I think that would be cool to learn how to do. Man, where am I at? I probably could wrap up, huh? I feel like there's one thing on my notes. Oh, I didn't do any of my promo stuff. Uh, my band Words is playing the Last Days Music Festival at the Rail Club in Fort Worth on August 19th. It's an all-day festival. It starts around like noon or something, so be, take the whole day off. 
I am selling tickets. Uh, if you know how to get a hold of me and you would like to buy one, get a hold of me. If you don't, email me at johnny at honeygoldrecords.com, letting me know you would like to purchase a ticket, and we will discuss how to do that. Um, I also have a single coming out soon. I can't figure out if I should release it without album artwork, and I still don't know how to freaking get album artwork. So I'm trying. I'm trying, everybody. Um Eric Jones, his single, Better Love, is still out. Go listen to it. It's still beautiful, and I still listen to it. Raven Hill's single, Bangarang, is still out. Go listen to it. It's amazing. Raven Hill, I think August 3rd, will be releasing their EP. Boy, howdy, it's going to be a banger. Wait till you get it. Um, it's six songs. Just take 30 minutes, go sit outside one night, put your headphones on, press play, and just listen and let it happen. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh... City of Auburn, that is a band that we have teamed up with. Honey Gold is what I mean, we. And um, they have a whole bunch of exciting announcements starting next week. So go follow them on Facebook, City of Auburn, or follow them on all the other places. And uh, get ready for some sweet news from them. Um, Yeah, I think that's all the things. You can follow me on... Twitter at the GMT podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the GMT podcast. And uh, yeah, that's really, that's really all I can think of right now. What else? Do, do I have anything else to promo? Hey, if you know how to make a lyric video, email me or if you just have my number or something. But I need a lyric video. Anyways, uh, I love all you guys. And uh, I'll just leave you to cry with me as we listen to this, the sound of a bunch of young men choosing to sacrifice their lives, if need be, for justice. And uh, we're just going to take in the tone of what it sounds like for them to be in unity and bring their voices together. Red, the blood of angry men, black, the So I usually cry right about there in the movie. If I haven't yet, by then I will. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those movies, man. It's an emotional toll. Man. All right, well, I really need to let y'all go. But you can't do a podcast with Les Mis without ending right here. So I'm going to end right here. And uh, you guys have a wonderful day. I know I said bye already. I love you. cry there too.